Uh, All right. Again, I want to again I want to reiterate. Um, I'm just I'm a, I'm a I'm a lay lay preacher. Um, I'm not ordained. I, I fill in at my home church and help my pastor out from time to time. So I I make no pretenses of having all the answers. I make no pretenses of uh, being on a high horse, uh, being more educated than anybody else. I just I'm just me, and uh, so um, I feel like I'm just. Um, as it were, I'm just one of us sitting in the pew and we're learning together. Amen. But, uh, anyway, um, I, I want to finish up um, with putting on the whole armor of God. And uh, I'll recap a little bit here. Um, but uh, in Ephesians 6, um, Ephesians 6, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Uh, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand an evil day, and having done all, to stand. So, <clears throat> I guess the probably the biggest particular key that stands out to my mind at the onset of the scripture, uh, the writer tells us, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He doesn't tell us to, to be strong in ourselves. Uh, he doesn't tell us to be strong in what we think we can or can't do, um, but rather he tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And recapping just briefly on the word in, one of the, definition, one of the, def, one of the definitions of the word I in is, um, is to, to be under the influence of. So um, it's, it's to be in the power, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And so we, we realize that we cannot do anything unless he helps us. Uh, when it talks about the whole armor of God, when we go to put that on, uh, the bottom line is that it's in the power of, of the Lord and the power of his might. Uh, there's a lot of people that say, well, I, I can't do it. You know, I can't, I'm, I can't be successful. Well, none of us can. Uh, none of us can be, be successful unless it's through the power of God. God is what makes us and allows us and helps us to be successful in our walk with Him. Um, but the there's, the there's the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and, and, the, and the shield of faith. Um, the sword of the Spirit and our feet are to be shod with the preparation of the gospel, and we're to have the helmet of salvation on. Um, the sword of the Spirit, let's look at that, uh, is where we'll wrap up with. Um, the sword of the Spirit, God's Word in hand, the Bible in heart and in mind. Um, sometimes, sometimes people have the misconception that, that as believers, they can be successful 
God memorized. Well, that's that's a plus. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. But but one of the things that's that there's a lot of people who make no profession of faith. Keep this in mind. There's a lot of people who make no profession of faith and can quote the word uh, better than I can. I I make no no beans about it. I I don't claim to be able to quote um, the entire word of God. I don't claim to be able to quote a gazillion, if you will, scriptures. Um, but but one of the things is this: there's a lot of people who make no profession to quote the word of God, but it's not to be it's not it's not something that, that that's going to be quoted or should be quoted from the mind. A lot of people can memorize, and a lot of people can memorize anything. A lot of people are very good at memorization. Uh, but but where it's at, the sword of spirit, it's to be God's word in our hearts and our minds. So it's got to get from our mind down to our heart. Amen. That's what makes the word of God effective in our in our hands. You see, it's not it's not a matter of being able to just quote the scripture. Um, there's been many, many times, just like yourselves, you've went, you've went through some serious trials, you've been through some serious valleys, you've been through some serious dry times in your walk with God, and, and the thing that has sustained you, and I know it has been for me as well, has been the Word of God. There's been times that, that I could only quote certain passages, I didn't really feel, if you will, the presence of the Lord. I didn't always feel uh, or sense the sunshine of His presence. But but here's what happened. During those valleys, during those tough times, during those times when the enemy was putting out an all-out assault upon my spirit, um, I could quote the Word of God, and it wasn't just in my mind. You see, the devil had not gotten me to cast away my confidence. I knew during these times of valley, during these times of dry times, I knew that in my walk, I was still a child of God. I had not given that up. I had not forsaken God. And even though there's times that you may not feel his presence, you may wonder at times where he's at, keep in mind this, we can quote the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You know, that's how we stir our faith. We literally quote the Word of God out loud. It's not that we have to remind God of what He has said, but in quoting the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, we remind ourselves just how sharp the Word of God is. When we remind ourselves how sharp the Word of God is, we know that that His, His Word will go forward and it will slay the the giants in our life, Amen. and even if it doesn't seem to do so at that very moment, at that very day, we know that some battles that you have to keep fighting. There's some battles that are won instantaneously. There's some battles that are won over the days. There are some battles that are not won until maybe over the years. There have been some valleys that I have been through in certain circumstances in my life that I have been through some valleys as much as seven years at a time. But here's the deal with that. God's Word is always faithful. God's Word is always sharp. Amen. And so when we, when we quote, when we quote the Word of God, 
and it's in our minds and it is saturated our heart to the point that when we quote it, we believe it. See, there's the difference. The mind can say, um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We can quote that scripture and quote that scripture and other scriptures, so on and so forth. And the mind can say, yeah, okay, that's what, that's something I memorized. But when we, when we quote the scripture that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And it's not just my mind recalling it, but then my heart recalls it and my heart believes it. That's when faith then begins to take hold and faith wielding the sword of the spirit is an incredible, incredible thing. We can be victorious through the word of God, and that's the only way that there, that's the only way that we will be victorious. I can't be an overcomer in myself. I can't do it. But I can be an overcomer through the word of God by the word of my testimony. I can be an overcomer when I begin to wield the sword of the Spirit, and I begin to do so not in mind only, but in heart. And, and when I began to wield the Word of God, and I began to speak the Word of God, and I began to speak the promises of God, and I began to allow my faith, as I hear the Word, to grab a hold of the Word of God, it's a reciprocal deal. And so when I begin to, to, to quote the Word of God, and my faith begins to grab a hold of the Word of God, then, I, then my faith begins to believe the Word of God. So, so I want to encourage you, at the sword of the Spirit, to pick it up and to believe it not with just your mind, but with your heart. Amen. And, and, and do so wholeheartedly. You know, he has promised in his word. He said, he that seeks me with his whole heart will find me. You know, I, I, I am convinced as believers uh, that we need to speak the word of God. Speak the word of God in your closet of prayer. Wherever that may be, speak the word of God out loud in your calls of the prayer. I, I, I want to encourage you to do that. I don't, I don't want to say that I want to challenge you to do that. I want to encourage you to do that and see if that doesn't make a difference in your walk and in your life and how God begins to move in your heart and in your life. So we see that the word of, that the sword of the Spirit, God's word in hand, the Bible in heart, and most importantly, in mind. So now we look at the feet that are shod. Uh, these are shod with the preparation of the gospel to be prepared to give an answer to the best of our ability to any man that asks. But for the long marches that come come our way uh, to march in obedience uh, to Christ, which is our commander, um, to to have feet that 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 give us that are shod with the stability of the gospel. We live in unstable times, but this is not the first time that we have lived in unstable times. We could look around us and say these are very, very unstable times, and rightly so. But, but as far as the believer um, in his walk with the Lord, we have to be careful that we, that we don't take for granted maybe a smooth path that begins to just open up and there's no obstacles and no, no, no obstructions. But with the feet that is shod with the preparation of the gospel or the truth of the gospel, when our feet is shod with the stability 
of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Therein lies our stability, because the shoes gave the gave the Roman soldiers at that time stability. It gave them it gave them comfort. You hear what I'm saying there? It gave them stability in unstable conditions. It mm-hmm. gave them comfort to their feet in 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 a hardship of of the cobblestones and and of the the broken rocks and so forth as they went to battle. So, so likewise, the gospel, when we get to spiritual battles in our lives, you know, because we have the gospel upon us and in us, and we are, and we are being the gospel of Christ, our feet are shod and our feet are ready, and we are experiencing those things that, that being, uh, the, the feet being shod, we're experiencing those things that come by that. Now let's look lastly at the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation is to guide and guard our thoughts, that they be for Christ rather than for sin than for sinful, selfish ends. And uh, uh, you know, sometimes the helmet of salvation, sometimes if we're not careful, we can we can we can set it aside uh, in a moment of weakness. And, and if we're not careful, we can, we can allow thoughts to begin to take control of our mind instead of our mind controlling our thoughts. And again, let me, let me, let me make this clear. There's one of the things that, uh, that I shared earlier on in, in this. Um, but, but hear me out on this. There are thoughts of evil and there are evil thoughts. You know, the devil will throw the enemy of our souls will throw thoughts of evil at us. And so many times, believers, if they don't have an understanding that there's a difference, they will live a defeated life thinking that, that they cannot get above these thoughts, thinking that these thoughts are all all them being sinful and all them that they're being a pathetic loser. Listen, the devil is an accuser of the brethren. He will accuse you of anything and everything that he possibly can to make you feel defeated, even though you don't have to be defeated or you don't have to feel defeated. He will do things to falsely accuse you, to make you feel like that you are so defeated that you can't lift your head up, that you can't sing for joy, you can't testify for joy, that you can't be the person that God wants you to be. Don't allow the devil to be an accuser of the brethren and falsely accuse you of thoughts that he throws into your mind and then tells you that you're a heathen because because of those thoughts that are there. Now, where it becomes wrong, here's the difference that some people don't understand, perhaps. But here's the difference. When you take those thoughts that he throws at you, and then now you make them thought, thoughts of evil instead of evil thoughts, now you begin to think about those evil thoughts. You begin to dwell on them. You begin to build upon them. You begin to add what he has shown to you. That's where it becomes wrong. So, but until then, it's not wrong. We can rebuke those thoughts that come to our mind by the power of Jesus Christ. We can rebuke the enemy by the power of the word Amen. and in the power of his might. And so when the hell of salvation it's there. It's there to guard our thoughts. That's what salvation is. Salvation, in, in this whole context that we've been studying, is reliance upon Christ for salvation. So the helmet of salvation that I'm wearing is that I'm relying upon Christ 
for salvation. I'm not relying upon me. I'm relying upon Christ. And that's the definition of that. But I'm relying upon Christ for my salvation. And I tell you what, having the helmet of salvation, it helps to guide, it helps to guard our thoughts. We can pray and ask the Lord to help us. I have been in starting out in prayer, and I would be instantly assaulted that fast. I would barely get a good morning out of my mouth, and the enemy would assault me with some crazy thought that was just way out there, like, where in this world? And I would have to rebuke the enemy just to be able to begin to pray to get my mind and focused, you know, in a, in a prayer attitude. So, so, now look, one of the things we've got to realize that, again, we're going over this because we are in a spiritual warfare. We're going over putting on the armor of God because it is a spiritual fight. Amen. Don't be discouraged. You might get frustrated. I get frustrated at the enemy. And I'll be honest with you, I get angry at the enemy, and I will and I will have to ask God to help me, and and to I've asked God to send in reinforcements to to push back the enemy so that I can pray. There's been times that I've been so inundated by an assault where the enemy did not want me to pray that that I would have to take time out and begin to rebuke the enemy and begin to plead the blood of Jesus Christ and pray for reinforcements to come and to help me, to get me into the attitude of prayer and to hold back the enemy so I can pray. You say, well, I don't, I don't know about all that. Well, I, I, everyone's, I suppose, perhaps different, but I tell you what, I've been in the throes of, of battle when it comes to prayer, and, and I can tell you that when you get serious about praying and you wanting, are wanting to get a hold of God, and when the devil begins to see that, 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 that you put forth an effort to pray, he's going to try to stop you one way or another. He's going to try to do everything he can. He's not going to come to you physically and stop you. But again, the battleground is the mind. And he will come and he will try to assault you with everything he's got. But I encourage you, don't give up. Amen. You know, don't give up. Pray, pray out loud. Repeat the word of God out loud. Keep the helmet of salvation on your head so that it can guard your heart and your mind. And when the devil is an accuser of, of, the, of the brother, when he begins to accuse you of thinking things that he has thrown at you, you have the power, you have the power through Jesus Christ to rebuke that. You don't have to put up with that. And it is not sin. Those thoughts that come to your mind that the devil throws at you is not sin. Again, there's thoughts of evil and there are evil thoughts. So it's only until we begin to build on what he has thrown at us and only begin to meditate on that and begin to, to think about that and, and mold over in our minds and, and allow it to get a grip in our spirit. That's when it becomes wrong. That's when it becomes sin. But until it does that, it's not sin. So don't be defeated. Don't allow the devil to defeat you by the thoughts that that rascal himself sends to your heart and to your mind. Mm-hmm. Because because don't 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 allow yourself to be defeated on that. Lift up your heads. Get your chin up off your knees. 
get your chin up off the floor, if you will, and realize that God's on your side. Amen. God is there to help you. God is there to give you victory. Amen. God is there to help you to be an overcomer. God is there to help you to be a winner. Because let me tell you, you are on the winning side. Amen. You are on the winning side. And do not be defeated. Do not give up. And if you have been defeated, then let me tell you something. There might be skirmishes that we will lose from time to time, but we don't have to lose the war. You pick yourself back up, you dust yourself off, and you start walking, and you get and you readjust the armor of God, and you keep going forward. Sometimes we can blaze a trail. Sometimes we can go fast and furious. Sometimes we can go mean and angry, spiritually speaking, but sometimes we have to stand, and sometimes we just trudge. Sometimes we just trudge through our spiritual walk. There's times that the battle does get ferocious. So don't allow the devil to defeat you, even if you're going through the times of just trudging. Don't allow the devil to defeat you. If it's all it seems that you can do right now is to stand, if that's all that you can, can do, then stand. And stand for God. But don't be defeated. Don't back down an inch. And if you have backed down, then go forward and gain new ground. If you've you've been pushed down and you've been knocked down, that doesn't mean you have been knocked out. Get yourself back up. God is for you. And when God is for us, who can be against us? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. I hope that I hope that I hope that encourages y'all spirit, and I hope it gives you strength to go on and make all the adjustments that you need of putting on the armor of God. God is for you. God bless. Amen.